Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the morning briefing from Entercom Radio's ConnectingVets.com. Be sure to visit that website as many times as you can in a day without getting in trouble with the boss. And of course, follow us on social media. We are at Connecting Vets on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The latest and greatest images, news, information, videos all coming from our team of veterans. Because each and every one of us has served in the United States military, except for our executive producer, who's actually the spouse of an Army Ranger. So we've got the whole variety of experiences covered, and we're focusing on it each and every day. Of course, we've been talking for several days now, really since uh, early last week, about Hurricane Florence, as it became clear that it was going to make a direct hit on some part of the mid-Atlantic. During different times of the storm, we saw it predicted to go as far north as D.C. and Baltimore, as far south as South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. It really ended up hitting right on North Carolina. And our next guest knows that all too well because he is part of an organization that's working to help that area recover. Our next guest is Tom Baker, Junior Vice Commander of VFW Post 7383 in Cary, North Carolina. Tom, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm just uh, glad to be on here to uh, share the, the information and stories about what's going on uh, down here in North Carolina. And tell us exactly what what is going on in your area, because, of course, there are different levels of damage in different areas. First, for the listeners who don't know, where exactly is Cary, North Carolina, and, and what's what are things looking like there now? So uh, Cary is actually in the capital region just outside of Raleigh. Um, we actually we, we didn't take a direct hit as was initially thought we, we thought we were going to have something like what hurricane Fran was back in 96. Uh, but as the storm got close and started to make, uh, you know, contact with the coast, it kind of swerved South and then, uh, followed a, a, a South easterly or Southwesterly course rather, uh, down the Southern side of the state. So we actually, we got a, a little bit of rain. There was some wind damage power and stuff out, but we fared really well, uh, when compared to what's going on just, uh, East of us. So, uh, we're pretty lucky up here, and that's why we're able to uh, get uh, ready and, and kind of set up to uh, get in and assist. Getting in and assisting is something that we know a number of organizations are doing. you got Team Rubicon down there. you got the Sheepdogs down there. And, of course, the VFW. For all those people who think of the VFW as nothing but a social club for war veterans, it's a lot more than that. The VFW does a lot of things. And what Post 7383 and Cary is doing is trying to help those who were more affected by the storm than they were. So, Tom, when it became clear to you that you were going to be in the position to be able to do that with the storm heading a little bit farther south from you, what was the plan? process like i mean how long was it before the vfw post uh, sprung into action to do everything they could so uh initially what had happened uh, you know leading up to the storm actually coming in uh the commander of the department of north carolina that's uh, alan payne he uh basically put down a plan you know that was put together at the vfw headquarters uh, for the department and they labeled or designated six posts around the state as collection points for uh, relief aid 
Uh, so ahead of the storm, they sent out a press release, which was on about September 11th, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, designating those sites and letting everybody know that we were open and ready to start collecting aid before the storm even made landfall. So we had started planning well in advance to kind of be prepared uh, the day you know after the storm had kind of cleared the state to begin operations to push uh, needed uh, supplies to affected areas. So that was kind of where it started was actually, uh, you know, a bunch of people had brainstormed and were thinking, how can we get involved? And, and it kind of went from there to uh, a plan being coordinated by uh, the department with the districts and different posts around the state. So collecting the, the goods and the things that are needed to go down there is, is the first step. Is the post, the VFW, delivering them down there? Or what is the method of, of getting those supplies to the people who need them in areas like you know, Wilmington and, and New Bern and the places that we've seen that were really hit hard? So the big thing that we're uh, looking at right now is we're following what the Department of Transportation here, the North Carolina Department of Transportation is putting down, as well as the governor, the emergency management. All of those entities uh, are basically telling us, you know, that the, the worst of the flooding uh, hasn't necessarily hit. And that's something that uh, a lot of people aren't really kind of realizing is that all this water that dropped, 8 trillion gallons is what the National Weather Service said. It's all flowing downgrade to the coast. And so Every day there's road closures, openings. I mean, things are shifting. It's very, very dynamic right now. So what we've done is we've created a situation where essentially we're going to start pushing supplies into places like Sanford. I know uh, our senior vice commander, state senior vice commander, Craig Armstrong, was going, he, he convoyed down to Kenston with some supplies uh, before uh, the waters were supposed to come back up, I think maybe today. Um, I-40 and I-95 are shut down for at least another week. So we're trying to kind of move things in a fashion where we collect everything in certain areas across the state. Then we start pushing them in further until we can, you know, then reassess and say, okay, this area is safe for passage and travel. This area isn't. Um, And so that's kind of the situation we're at right now. Things are changing hourly. And so we are constantly reassessing how we want to go and continue pushing things in. So for now, it's more or less a leapfrog operation to try to get in as close as we can so that when those waters do go down, and a lot of those communities where a bunch of our veterans and their families uh, and active duty military live, they've been cut off completely near Fort Bragg, near uh, Camp Lejeune. There's whole communities that there's no way in or out right now. So uh, we're just kind of waiting uh, for the floodwaters to continue to get to a level where it is safe for us to get down into those areas where they are uh, most heavily impacted. We're speaking with Tom Baker, Junior Vice Commander of Veterans of Foreign Wars, Post 7383 in Cary, North Carolina, about the devastating after effects of Hurricane Florence. This is something that is, uh, you know, we saw it coming. We knew it was going to be bad. Uh, Tom, in your opinion, I mean, did it end up being worse than what you thought it was going to be, or is this just different? Because it really wasn't the impact of the storm that had the biggest effect. It's been the flooding and everything after that's been worse. Uh, I, I would tell you, you know, I... I grew up in North Carolina. I spent my life here for the most part. Uh, I don't really ever recall anything ever being as bad. Um, honestly, I think from my standpoint is way worse than I ever thought it would be. Uh, the thing about it is, is that, you know, you're talking about an immense amount of water. Not only was it, you know, the rainfall, but we also had a massive storm surge come up these, these uh, rivers and stuff that dump out in the ocean. So places like Newburn. Uh, where, you know, we have a post right on the water. Uh, those areas were inundated, you know, as the storm came in with floodwaters and rainwater. So, I mean, you know, there's a National Weather Service, you know, was saying that certain areas and little tiny areas of the state saw 50 inches of rain. And 
I, I could not ever fathom the amount of water that's on the ground down east and, and how many people have really been impacted. It's interesting that you mentioned, you know, of course, Newburn, which which we've seen on the news. It was one of the hardest hit locations. Has there been any contact with the VFW posts in places like Newburn, the hardest hit locations? Uh, have they been able to communicate kind of the things that are needed to the VFW to allow you to know what you need to try to get down to them? I think from from what I understand, we, we have uh, made contact with some people down east. I'm not exactly sure which posts that are, uh, you know, making contact. The biggest thing right now is, you know, we pre-planned a list of items, you know, for post uh, kind of recovery and for immediate needs like food and sanitary, uh, you know, toiletries and stuff like that. So essentially we're, we're trying to get in with these like day one items that people are going to need when they go back to their house and they have to start cleaning and, and they need to set up in a way that allows them to, you know, survive down there. So the, the reality right now is, is that most of these people down there that, you know, are members that are down there are, they are communicating. They are working with local groups. A lot of them are members of Team Rubicon. Um, so it's kind of a situation where it's more or less people down east are so focused on what's right in front of them that they're not necessarily, uh, you know, we're not directly connected as much as we'd like to be, but um, we're working on getting comms uh, better established so that we can uh, coordinate better. We're speaking with Tom Baker. Tom is junior vice commander of VFW Post 7383 in Cary, North Carolina, who are doing everything they can to try and get the the supplies, the necessary items to those people in North Carolina hardest hit by the storm. Let me ask Tom, what are the specific items that you guys are looking for? If there's people out there listening who say, yeah, we'd like to help get something down to the VFW Post, what are the items that you guys need? Um, So I think one of the the first things, honestly, what would probably be uh, for people listening across the country, um, one of the best things you could possibly do is actually donate to the VFW's uh, uh, disaster relief program. Um, they are, you know, the national level is accepting funds right now uh, for service members and families impacted by Florence. Um, and so you can actually go to the VFW website at www.vfw.org backslash disaster relief support. Um, and you can contribute there. Uh, you can also uh, send checks payable to the VFW earmarked to disaster relief to the Veterans of Foreign Wars Quartermaster General, uh, 406 West 34th Street, Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, that, honestly, right right for for everyone around the country and anyone around the world that wants to help, that is the best way you can do it is, is to uh, send money so that the VFW disaster relief program uh, can continue uh, funding uh, efforts down here. And that is, uh, of course, a huge key in, in helping out. It's, it's not cheap to get this stuff down there. And has there been a lot of teamwork with the VFW posts and the national level as far as coordination to try and get everything staged and keep moving it farther and farther in? How are the posts and the national headquarters working together on this? So, uh, yeah, we, we coordinated via uh, several conference calls that were held as the storm was uh, making landfall and then over the course of the storm event here in North Carolina um, and, you know, first it was kind of, you know, the department districts and the posts that were set up, you know, Fayetteville, Rockingham, Sanford, Cary, Clemens and Indian Trail. We were all kind of communicating. And then uh, one of the calls we had after the storm made landfall uh, was with South Carolina, North Carolina and Virginia Department commanders uh, and the national commander in chief, uh, B.J. Armstrong, called in and, and we coordinated pretty heavily on that call. And it uh, it wound up that. Uh, out of that, we had, uh, you know, the commander of Virginia Department, uh, Ken Wiseman, he came down 
um, in a truck. He drove down Tuesday morning with a U-Haul truck and delivered one of the first uh, truckloads of supplies. Uh, you know, we have people, uh, there are posts around the country right now that are, you know, collecting and getting ready to convoy up with stuff. Um, it's been a phenomenal. And I, I can tell you from, from all the way down at the post level, all the way up to the national commander in chief, we are coordinating and we are making sure that the veterans of foreign wars is positioned to get in and, and provide relief, you know, not just for veterans and military and their families, but we really do want to have an impact on our communities because, you know, veterans, we move around a lot, but at the end of the day, we are part of every community that we go and live in. And so we want to be able to help as much as we can. And, uh, it's, it's been phenomenal coordinating with everybody. Do you think that veterans are, are predisposed to being able to deal with situations like this? I mean, particularly VFW members, that means you served, if you're eligible for membership in the VFW, boots on the ground in a war zone. You've been to some of the worst places in the world. Do you think that makes uh, VFW members uniquely suited to be able to, uh, to help out in an event like this? Uh, I think really the muscle memory that you get built in every time you, you know deploy. So OEF, OAF vets, we've done... Most of us did multiple deployments. You know, my uh, commander, uh, he, Dave Wagner, he's an Army MP, and, you know, he did deployments OEF. And, and we've all kind of been in that mode for so long where we know how not only to uh, deal with disasters and emergency situations, but we know how to flex. We know how to kind of make things work and plan kind of last-minute changes. And, and, you know, just basically we are, in a way, I feel kind of prepared just because of the training and the experiences that we have, uh, it enables us to kind of think and move uh, in austere environments and not necessarily be as impacted in terms of, uh, you know, getting bogged down with a lot of things that would kind of get in the way uh, if you didn't have that training and experience. So, yeah, I do think that veterans are uh, kind of uniquely positioned in today's society to really step forward and get things rolling uh, out the gate. We're speaking with Tom Baker, Junior Vice Commander of VFW Post 7383 in Cary, North Carolina, about the disaster relief efforts ongoing after Hurricane Florence slammed into North Carolina. Pretty much a direct hit. And then, of course, a storm surge, 50 inches of rain, an incredible amount of water just devastating communities down there. Uh, Tom, let me ask, how long do you think the community in the area down there is going to be dealing with the after effects of this storm? Years. I mean, you know, Hurricane Matthew hit in 2016 and it was a devastating storm for a lot of the same reasons a lot of rain uh and it was at the time you know probably some of the worst flooding they'd ever seen there are areas i was watching on the news last night there was a church i believe down in spring lake a presbyterian church that the water made it to the steps during matthew well during this storm during florence the water made it almost to the top of the door into the church if that tells you the major difference in the total amount of water and things are not over and i have to stress that because the governor, the DOT, and everyone is like, please, if you don't need to come down east, do not come down here because we have so many rivers and creeks that are at flood stage and they're going to get worse as the rest of this stuff from the mountains, the Piedmont region heads downgrade. So, I mean, that's kind of, you know, I, I just think it's going to be years longer than probably the, the last one that we've been trying to recover from. And then we also have to consider the fact that the weather, I mean, there are, it's going to rain here in the Washington, D.C. area again this weekend. There's going to be more rain while recovering from this storm, and that can have a, a negative effect as well. Of course, as Tom told us, you can go to vfw.org slash disaster relief support. We've got an easy little link there for you to donate online. There's also a list of needed supplies if you're looking to donate those as well. 
Tom, I want to ask you about something. Obviously, the VFW, some people think the VFW are just guys that march in parades and they have a, a little bar that they go to and uh, the, the foreign war veterans go and commiserate with each other. Obviously, from everything we've been talking to you about, the VFW does a lot more than that. Now, full disclosure, I'm a VS, VFW member myself, but what was it that originally drew you to the organization? Was it a chance to give back to the community along with that camaraderie? Uh, yeah, I think, honestly, I joined, you know, after my first uh, deployment out to Iraq, I, I came home and I just wanted to find a, an organization of people that had a similar experience. And I was trying to, you know, figure my figure out a lot of things about life and, you know, trying to just decide what I wanted to do. And I, I joined the VFW mostly because the information and, you know, the support that, you know, guys like John Towles up in D.C., who's the, uh, you know, director of VFW's uh, National Security foreign affairs program. He was the deputy ledge director, but, you know, folks that are on the front lines fighting for our benefits, you know, that's the one thing that a lot of people don't understand is that there's a whole staff of people in DC who are literally up there kind of acting as our, uh, they are, they're our liaisons and they're our representatives to Congress and they make sure that we get the benefits that we deserve. But on the other end, it was about that service and trying to find a way to not only give back to veterans, but also to give back to my community because the community has given me so much. And so, you know, I joined, for those reasons, and, you know, I, ha I can't really say that uh, I was an active member for the majority of the time that I've been in. I actually uh, didn't become an active member until I moved to Cary in 2017. And so uh, it's something where if you're looking for an opportunity to engage, get involved, and really make an impact and a difference, the VFW is there. And, and you know, we're, we're an evolving organization, and we are leaning forward as, as we – uh, have, you know, 4.5 million uh, returning veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan. And so we're looking to obviously bring in more of our brothers and sisters that we served with. So, um, yeah, I mean, I absolutely love it. When you think about the fact that, you know, we know what it's like to have worn the uniform, of course, there are those who still are. And North Carolina, South Carolina, there is a massive number of active duty military, particularly the Army and Marine Corps in those two states. Uh, what do you know about how they've been affected by the storm at places like Lejeune and Paris Island and other locations? Uh, well, what I do know is, you know, Jacksonville got hit pretty bad and they were cut off. I know 17, the main one of the main state routes was completely cut off for a while. Um, I was actually talking to a friend of mine who's down at Cherry Point Havelock area, uh, his house, he just got home and he had some, you know, wind damage and some stuff done to his roof, a little bit of water in his house. And he was pretty lucky comparatively to the rest of the region. So yeah, the impact on veterans and military families, active duty, uh, it's going to be enormous because the concentration of all of our bases, obviously, uh, they're right down there, you know, Fort Bragg is on, uh, the, the Cape Fear river, which, that's flooding out in Fayetteville, uh, New Bern and Havelock and Jacksonville. All these areas are coastal, low-lying. So there is going to be a massive need for support on the end of our military veterans and, and, and their families. We're speaking with Tom Baker. Tom is junior vice commander at the VFW Post down there in Cary, North Carolina. We've been talking about everything that's going on in relation to Hurricane Florence. Uh, you know, Tom, when you when you look around, uh, the VFW, the Cary VFW, when I was looking you guys up, you were actually recently in the news for something not so good. Somebody broke in and stole money from your organization. But even when something like that happens at your VFW post, I mean, it, it, it's just pretty amazing to see that the post is still, you know, still wanting to give back to the community, even after a member of the community does something horrible like that. 
Was there ever any doubt in your mind that the VFW in general and the Carry Post specifically uh, would be responding to this uh, disaster in the way that you are? We knew when we first heard that this storm was going to be a monster and it was going to come at us, we all kind of started talking and we all knew, you know, it was, it was, it was going to be bad. And, and the thing that I always say, and most of us, I think, agree, will agree with is that our oath did not end the day that, you know, we got our DDQ-14 and took that uniform off. And I think that, honestly, it, it, it really means that you have to double down and, and recommit yourself to uh, being an American citizen, being a good citizen, being somebody who gives back no matter what, because we have gotten or we have received so much from the people of this country. And when they're down and out and they need us, we need to be there for them. And so, you know, at, Cary, at the Cary Post, we're lucky because we're in an area where we do have a large metropolitan area. We do, we're in a more kind of affluent area of the state too. And so we do have resources and access to resources that uh, those in some of the other areas of the country and, and the state don't necessarily have. So we are able to kind of push through and continue rolling. Um, and we've got a great team over there. You know, uh, it, it really, that's what it boils down to is we have a great team in place. It's, it's you know, OEF, OAF, uh, OIF vets, men and women, Vietnam era, we got Korea, we got World War II, we're representing it all. And everybody is, it's an all-hands-on-deck evolution. So, I mean, we are very blessed over here in Cary uh, and in the state of North Carolina. One of the things that, that kind of amazed me the most about joining my VFW post up on Long Island when I joined was the fact that the the v, the Korean War not not so much the World War II veterans at this point you know 2011 or 12 or so uh, but the Korean War veterans the Vietnam veterans the the older guys at the post were some of the most active in the community making sure that everything was happening the way it should for veterans as well as the community in general kind of leveraging uh, the fact that like we had a Bronze Star recipient from the Korean War who would leverage that fact to help kids in school and things like that it sounds like you have a lot of that going on too down there where you've got the Korean War veterans. World War II veterans, the, the Vietnam veterans, uh, taking part in, in everything that's going on, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty awesome because we're able to go out and, you know, we've, we've been invited to some local schools to speak on Veterans Day. Uh, we go out and do the parades in town. We do a lot of work where we go, you know, actually our chaplain, Pete, uh, Pete Stewart, he's great. And, you know, he's a, a Vietnam guy and he finds veterans and, you know, VFW members who are in uh, retirement homes who really don't have anyone to come visit. And so they schedule up and visit. And, uh, you know, I'm the service officer, so I get involved a lot of times. Not only am I in charge of the relief funds program that we have where we can give out, you know, grants uh, to help veterans in need, uh, but I also uh, deal with veterans who need maybe connections with services or a little advice and connections with people to get their benefits taken care of. And recently I've been working with Korean War vets. I even got my grandfather to finally get in the VA. He was a uh, 43 to 46 in the Pacific with the U.S. Army, and I got him to join and get his health care finally a couple of years ago. So, I mean, it's just a great, great community, and, and it, honestly, I've learned so much from these, these guys, these World War II, Korea, and Vietnam vets. Like, they've showed me, hey, these are some of the pitfalls and landmines that we hit along the way in our transition and getting out. Uh, here's how you avoid them. And that's something that you can't pay for. That's something you can't get an appointment for. That is just bona fide wisdom. And so, if you join the VFW for anything you know, or whatever, that right there in itself is worth every penny of your membership is that wisdom. 
I fully agree, and I, I fully experience that. And I think every younger veteran who's joined at a post has where, you know, those guys have been through everything that you're going through. Literally, they know exactly what you need to watch out for, and they are more than willing to help. And service officers like Tom Baker down at VFW Post 7383 Carry at North Carolina, those service officers, whether you're a member or not, they are there to help you and help you get what you need done. And right now what they're helping is with the 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 disaster relief effort with Hurricane Florence. Again, visit vfw.org slash disaster relief support. There's a way to donate money online there. There's also a list of supplies and the addresses, the mailing addresses for the posts down there, including post 7383 down in Cary. Tom Baker, Junior Vice Commander of the Post, thank you so much for joining us today. More importantly, man, thank you so much for what you and the Post and all the all the VFW members down in North Carolina are doing for uh, for your fellow citizens down there. It's truly great to see oh well thank you so much uh for having me and you know i really am appreciative of all the the support we're receiving from dfw you know lynn roth out in kansas city uh the director of programs uh he uh you know made sure that i was able to get on here today uh and, and spread the word so thank you for what you're doing to help us get the word out well, it's absolutely our pleasure. You guys are doing the hard work. All I'm doing is sitting here in awe of all the people like Team Rubicon, like Sheepdogs, like the VFW who are helping out those affected by this devastating storm. Tom Baker of the VFW, we want to thank him for his time, and we want to thank you for listening today. This ends the Friday edition of the Morning Briefing, and just as a reminder, I'm emceeing the Military Influencer Conference down in Orlando this weekend and into next week, so Jake Hughes will be in the captain's chair Monday through Wednesday. I know he's a former soldier. He's not a sailor like me, but I think he can handle being in the captain's chair. Maybe he can call it something else, like the... I don't know, tank commander's chair or something. He was a tanker for a while. (laughs) I'll be back on Thursday of next week. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great, safe weekend. And Jake will see you here on Monday morning. Bye-bye. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 